Beastie Boys once said, kick it. Kick it. There we go. I had to turn up my uh, my headphones. And welcome one and all to another edition of the Shadow Initiative Paranormal TV. We are your hosts, ghost hunters and authors, myself, Rick Hale. And sitting across from me is the man who never grew up and is still very much a Toys R Us kid, Stephen Lancaster. <laughs> yes, and that's a fact you can count on. Yeah. Hey, I saw that you just got a new shipment of uh, toys. That's yes. awesome. I've got yeah. more. I've got more coming too, man. Yeah. I'm wait. I'm waiting out one though. Uh, I either I either got really fucked <laughs> or a really good deal. Okay. But yesterday I stumbled upon the vintage Wayne Manor. Oh, or, I didn't yes. know that they made Wayne Manor. Oh. Psh- all the way back from the '60s, bro. I've got I've got the one Bat Cave and Wayne Manor from the '60s. Well, this one is from the '80s, and oh, okay. I've never seen this thing under two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I, I just stumbled upon it on eBay for twenty five bucks. Everything looks great. All the pictures look great. The guy's ratings are high. His reviews are great. I'm thinking. Maybe he just forgot to add a digit. Oh, well, I'm purchasing it. Yeah. So we will see the condition and I will report back next week on Wayne Manor. A $200 um, toy <laughs> for 25. Not bad. Yeah, Not bad that was one one on my bucket list. So that's checking that one off. There you go. So, hey, we have got a really big show for everybody today. Uh, first, we are going to cover a, a recent interview I had with a MUFON investigator. Then we're going to be talking about harassment in the paranormal. Stephen, yes. I sent you those pictures, and uh, that is some really intense stuff that's happening to a friend of mine right now. And uh, it, when we show you the pictures, it's not going to shock you that this man has a serious uh, man crush on his uh, A. <laughs> Zacky Poo, the Bagginses. So yeah, we're going to show that to you as well. And we're going to be taking a ride down Bloods Point Road and Cemetery in Boone County, Illinois. Uh, Stephen, last weekend while we were camping, I went to this place, most peaceful place I've ever been to in my entire life. Beautiful, bucolic, uh, corn as far as the eye can see. But in Ghost Watch today, we'll learn that this is like one of the most haunted places possibly probably not just in illinois but in the whole united states and in creature of the week we have something that's slightly different (laughs) than what we usually cover we're going to be talking about the popo bawa uh that's right folks he is a plug ugly shaitani or jinn from zanzibar in africa um and man does he really like he likes looking for a good piece of ass. That's what's amazing about this. I like him already. About this creature of the week. So, yeah, we got a really great show. So um, let's say we get these uh, shenanigans, as you always say, started. Let's shenanigans. Shenaniganize. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, um, yeah. So on last week's show, we um, presented a video to our viewers and our listeners And uh, my son and I, we had a recent sighting of a UFO in our hometown. And, um, well, yeah, our our hometown, I guess you could say. And uh, I sent this to MUFON. And it was a couple weeks. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say for our listeners, why don't you tell them what MUFON is? Because they might be scratching their heads. So MUFON is the Mutual UFO Network, and MUFON, for short, uh, they are a civilian UFO or UAP, as they call it now, um, I guess, unexplained aerial phenomena, um, investigative group. They have uh, chapters and investigators all over the United States, and these are guys who seriously take a look at um, UFO reports, alien abductions, anything of that nature. So um, just to kind of recap last uh, from last week's show, my son and I, we had a sighting of a 
um, spherical object in the sky over our town while we were driving to the library. So I sent the video that my son took and we showed it on last week's show and uh, sent it to MUFON and got a, it got an investigator who called me back. Uh, uh, Brandon Burton out of Fox Lake, which is like 10 minutes from my house. Um, it's a you know, little bit more up towards the Wisconsin border. And, you know, we had a really, really great interview. I was really reluctant to report this to MUFON because, one, I am a paranormal investigator, and I didn't want people to think, oh, well, this guy is just looking for attention in the paranormal world, paranormal right, land. Right, You know, some people might think that. Two, MUFON doesn't really have, like, the best reputation with a lot of its... Um, investigators i've heard reports of guys getting busted for having kitty porn and for dudes who come down on sort of an alt-right kind of white supremacy kind of uh conspiracy theories concerning you know aliens but um this guy that i talked to he was really really cool and so after our interview so we've been you know going back and forth with emails i just want to read you an email i got to pull it up here that he sent me yesterday. So he says, I can see the object between three to five second time frame on the video. And then after that, only a couple of brief flashes. Now, if you were, if you remember, Steve, and I pointed that out to you, like you see this mm -hmm. thing move to the right and then just poof. And then a couple seconds later, it shows up again, but in like a, like a silvery type flash across the sky. Mm-hmm. So he says, um, let me know if I am missing anything. There is definitely something there. So I'm going to find out more, hopefully before the week is out. But I really do believe that my son and I, we captured something that's unexplained. Whether or not it's alien, who knows, man. But it's definitely something unexplained. Yeah, I think that's awesome. All right, cool story, bro. Cool story. So yeah, you know, he um he, uh, we're going camping um out west today. Uh you know, he asked me if I could come down and show him where where, you know, from our own view of where we saw it, but you know, fortunately I'm not going to be able to do that. But um you know, this is going to be an ongoing story and hopefully by next week I'll have a little bit more to uh to tell everyone. So I mean, Stephen, what do you think? Do you think that we captured something or will move on find out oh, that this is easily explainable well it's it's like i said uh, on the on the last show the problem with ufo stuff is there's rarely anything to investigate after the fact mm -hmm. you know we're 90 percent of the time we're going by somebody's testimony or a, a, a video right and it's hard to really investigate a video it really right. is i mean you, you you either take it for face value or you try to debunk it and it, and it's like i said before there are there's natural phenomena that can create what you and your son saw that doesn't mean that's what it was but mm -hmm. there are other possibilities I, I i definitely agree that as of right now um, you guys captured something that is unexplained. And like I, I mentioned on last week's show, unexplained doesn't always mean alien. It just it's unidentified. We, we, we're not sure what it is. It could be something man made. It could be something from another universe. Um, that's the problem or another dimension. You know, that's that's the issue. It's so hard to determine. I mean, if I were to give an opinion on it, I would say that is a really peculiar video, um, really interesting. It's something to wrap your head around. I can't explain why it moved and did the things that it did, um, according to what I know about aircraft. Uh, so I would definitely say it's unexplained. Now, to say it's alien, we can't do that. We, we just right. don't know enough. Uh, I mean, I, I would... I would be, I think if MUFON's really, 
you know, I mean, they're, they're a huge group and I'm sure they have tons and tons of ties with resources. I, I would be checking flight plans. I would be checking all the local airports. I, I would check everything just, just to check everything off the list. Like, well, nobody is taking claim to having anything in the air at that right. moment. You know, that would really mean something. That would be the first thing I would do. Yeah, you know, I am I'm more comfortable with with pointing at something in and saying that's a ghost. That is something that I'm I'm willing to do because it's something that is that I'm familiar with, that I've seen, experienced. But as far as saying something like that's an alien craft, I'm not so comfortable with doing. Yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, so hopefully by the end of the week or at least by our next show, I will be able to offer a little bit more something. Um, but yeah, Brandon, Brandon Byrne was a really super nice guy. Um, and I really, um, you know, I, I enjoyed the interview. And uh, so, and I even told him, I'm like, look, Brandon, I hope that you can find something that, you know, that it's a Mylar balloon or it's, or which I don't think that it was, um, or a drone. I told him, I'm like, I hope that you can find something to say this was not an, an unexplained phenomena. I'm hoping. And, and it's like he seemed to be taken back by that a little bit because he's used to dealing with people that's like they get angry. And we right. know this. We yeah. know this from, you know, our own research as psychical researchers and ghost hunters. He has had people who get angry at him because he's able to disprove. I hate using the word debunk, but he, you know, from disproving their, their video or their story or their picture, whatever. So I really honestly hope that, you know, he can find something that is, uh, you know, that says this is what this is. Yeah. Put it to rest. And, and you're right, man. You know, that's why I, with the, the exception of here and there, I have just stopped reviewing people's material. I mean, oh, other, I, other than yours, but, you know, it's I, because they don't want to hear what you have to say. They want to come to you for a professional opinion. Hey, you know, I, dude, I get messages in, in just messenger alone on Facebook from people sending me photos, sending me little clips of video. Hey, what? Because they just want my seal of approval, mm -hmm. you know, so they can go back and say, "Hey, I had a guy look at this," and most of the time they're not getting the answer they want from me, and I've I've lost friends because of that. Oh, and so it's, have I. And it's so ridiculous, man. It it's the, do you understand what a scientist is and what a scientist does? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it goes back. You've heard me say it a million times. Nobody wants their paranormal busted. We right. get that. You know, I, I don't want, you know, when I think I've captured something great and then one of my colleagues figures out, you know, hey, it wasn't actually a ghost. Yes, I'm disappointed, but well, OK, let's put that to rest. Let's move on to the next, you know. Right. It's and then, you know, people, they suffer harassment and bullying and threats and you know whatnot and i think that that's that's like the perfect segue to what it is that we're with that our topic for today um right now a friend of mine um uh, alex matsuo she runs the spooky stuff with alex matsuo uh she's a tiktoker she does videos on youtube um she has had you know plenty of shows and stuff. I've, I've been a guest on her show a few times. I like Alex. She's nice. She's always been very nice to me. Um, I don't know why it is that she gets harassed like this, but we see this a lot, I think, in the paranormal realm. Um, women, especially, seem to kind of get a lot of harassment from, from people. Mm -hmm. And this, so she... On, on her Facebook page and on her group page, the spooky stuff, she put up um, various different, um, I, I don't know if they're tweets or if they come from her Instagram or, or whatever. And it comes from this guy. And we, I, I sent you the pictures so we can, you know, put them up and show everyone what it is. But there's one that, that really stood out to me. 
And there was, and we'll get to the other ones, the ones that really stood out to me, because whoever this guy is, he's got a serious man crush on his bay, Zach, on his bay, Zachy Boo. And, you know, his bay, you know, before anyone else, like he loves putting pictures of this guy up and we'll show you the pictures. But first, I want to read you this one that he put up. And it says, instead, you guys should call out the grifting feminist para whores like the spooky stuff, speaking of um, Alex Matsuo, that have subverted, that's a big word for this guy, um, <laughs> subverted our field of study. Let these parasitic bitches know they are unwanted and unwelcome and that the paranormal community belongs to the hashtag patriarchy. I saw this on her page and it's like my head just about exploded. Like I imagine this guy, well, there, there's another one. Um, okay. Hold on. It says I'm just giving you the attention that all you grifting para whores crave. And it's, and it's an image from, uh, I think the show Lucifer. Um, I don't know. One of those Fox shows. Um, it should said, you should be thanking me. So, I saw these and it's like, I'm like, I've heard of like women, you know, being harassed in the paranormal. I've heard of, um, you know, people of color in the paranormal being harassed. And I've heard of, you know, people who are LGBTQ um, in the paranormal being harassed. But this is intense, Steve. I mean, what do you what do you make of this? <laughs> well, first off, I think anybody with an inkling of sense to them like you and me. Okay, if your whole uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? If your your whole base, if the basis of everything you are doing is riding on the coattails of Zach Baggins, you have nothing anybody legitimate wants to hear. Right. Okay, if you are saying Zach Baggins is the end all for paranormal investigating, the dude is fake. It's a fraud. His show is fake. So you yourself are kind of contradicting yourself by by using him as your poster boy to slam these women. Yeah. OK. And, and I'm sure Zach, um, I don't know the guy personally, um, but I'm sure he wouldn't be too happy about that. Like using oh, no. his image to do this, you know, mm -hmm. now that's aside from the, the point that I think the guy's a charlatan, you know, but he probably doesn't want his image associated with that. And I, I wouldn't, you know, would 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 we want somebody saying, oh, these are the guys, shadow initiative, ah, attack all women. No, you're not using my image for anything like that. I will come yeah. down on you. I will rain sulfur on you, motherfucker. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So oh, with with Zach, it, it's like, dude, this 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 is what you're going with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, this is it. This is your big plan. You know, <laughs> Exactly. You know, and, and I had I had the, I guess, opportunity, the chance or whatever to um, interview Zach Bagans um, years ago when I was co-host of uh, Paranormal Underground Radio. And uh, the, he was like one of the most intense people I've ever spoken to. It's like, God damn, man, get a fucking sense of humor. <laughs> I almost felt sorry for him. They didn't have a sense of humor. But we're talking about how this person that is um, um, harassing Alex Matsuo, I sent you some other pictures mm. that grow up and show some people and using the images uh, or the pictures of, you know, Zachy Poo here. Uh, there's one here that's like it shows Zach standing in front of a I, I don't know where the hell he is, but there's like in the background, it shows like this black outline of a devilish looking thing and it says demon on it. And he says, there are no safe spaces from the para bros. The pair, dude, come on. Um, we will always find a way to call out the toxic femininity that you spew. And then there's another one. Uh, there's one of Zach dressed all in black because, you know, of course he is. You know, I always find it interesting. It, I, I remember watching the documentary of Ghost Adventures. Like, he kind of dressed like my uncle in Charlie Sheen from, you know, two, two men and a kid or whatever the, that show is called. Mm -hmm. but not, 
he's like this huge goth type industrial dude. Uh, you can't stop the Paragle Bros from eradicating toxic femininity. And that is, oh, and and his, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to put his name out there because the guy's an asshole. Ghost Dude and Parabro. So, you know, you bring up how, you know, Zach probably wouldn't want his image um, being put in there. Yeah, Zach's an intense guy. Say what you want to say about his show. Uh, obviously, we've made it, you know, no big thing that we don't like him or where we don't believe in what he does, but it's like, I'm pretty sure that this dude would not want this guy using his image in these kind of things. And, you know, and I think that that kind of brings us to the other point that I want to make concerning this. It's like, we've talked in the past about people with disabilities mm-hmm. being involved in the paranormal, which was actually a show that got a lot of hits. And people really like that because there is a place for people. I, I myself, I'm, I'm a disabled person. I'm an amputee. And uh, there is a place for us in this, but there's also a place for women. There's a place for people of color. There's a place of people from different religions. There is a place for people from the LGBTQ community. This is, and I, and I know what's going to happen, Steve. We're going to have at least one person be like, oh, well, look at this. The shadow initiative is getting all political. And it's not. This no. is humanity. Exactly. Exactly. I've never, none of that stuff has ever crossed my mind. If you're a good investigator, I don't care if you're purple. You know, I I don't care if you're gay. I I don't care what you fucking do as long as you're not hurting yourself or somebody else. Because, you know, I'm going to tell you a story, Rick. Okay. I have never told this story publicly, but it's, this is the perfect segue for it. Um, back when I was operating the pit crew, mm-hmm. you know, a fairly popular group, everybody knew, you know, thanks to monster vision TV. Um, it was a diverse group. I had just as many women in the group as I did men. And some of the best that it says, some of the best investigators I've ever worked with were women. Yeah. So it, it, it was never a question of, um, equal opportunity. Okay. I've got to have so many, you know, women, I've got to have so many guys. It was net. No, it was just, you come to me with an interest in joining the group. Let's look at what you got and you're either in the group or not. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm not going to say his name. Um, anybody who's followed me will probably know who he is. Um, but I had a gay guy, uh, in the pit crew. In, in fact, he's one of the few that I still work with. Um, from that original group. In fact, uh, he was one of the investigators that showed up when I did the Brentwood documentary. Okay. So anybody who's seen that probably knows who I'm talking about. Well, he is gay. All right. He's a really nice guy. And that never crossed my mind of like, well, how's this going to look with a gay guy on the team? You know, yeah. I just don't think like that. Okay. He came and d- did his job and and that was, and we were good. We're good friends. Well, we were investigating a place in Warsaw, North Carolina, and mm-hmm. Eddie couldn't. His name's Eddie. I just said it. Eddie couldn't make it. OK, um, because he had something going on. Something that he did every week that particular night. And uh, we were investigating this location and we were on break. And one of my investigators, who was a woman, she comes up to me pissed off, completely pissed off. I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? She said, it just pisses me off. You know, the pit crew is about dedication and, and, you know, we're a family and we're a team. Now, this is what's funny, kind of like like your guy using Zach. Okay, she Mm -hmm. was using we're a family and we're tight and, and, you know, we're fully committed. And it just pisses me off that Eddie can't be here. And I was like, what? Well, he had something else to do. This is a volunteer job. Okay, yeah. nobody was getting paid. We all were there <clears throat> to do Monster Vision TV and, and to show people our story, you know? Right. Nobody was getting paid. Nobody was making money. She says to me, okay, and I'm going to say it exactly, and I mean no offense to anybody, but this is what she said. That fucking faggot oh. would, yes, would rather be at a drag show than here investigating with us. That shows where his priorities are at. 
every one of my team stopped in their tracks. I looked at her and I said, go home. You are no longer in this group. And she threw her little fit and blah, blah, blah. And I made her get in her vehicle and leave and never worked with her a day after that. And, and I talked to Eddie about it because he's like, did it really bother you that I couldn't make it? Because, you know, he was sensitive to the subject. I said, no, you had something to do, man. Go do it. This is all, all volunteer. You know, but she showed her true colors. And, and of course, using derogatory terms, gone. You're out of here. That's not how I roll, you know? And I've never yeah. told anybody that story, but no, no, you've, you never, you've never told me that story. And we're good friends. You know, you don't, you don't, uh, uh-uh, you don't fuck with my people. Even if you are my people, right? <laughs> you're no longer my people. If that's how you think. I mean, that just, that absolutely blows my mind and kills me. It's like, I, I just, this, this field of research and investigation, it had, it, it affects the entire spectrum of humanity. Um, everybody has experienced, well, practically almost everybody has experienced something that they can't quite explain. Practically everybody has some kind of belief in the afterlife. Practically everybody has seen a ghost or whatever. And, um, and it doesn't matter. There is a place for people in this, you know, regardless of their uh, gender, sexual preference, religion, whatever, man. I mean, if you're, if you're willing to come and do the job and be a person of integrity, um, you're welcome. Come on in. You're accepted. And, you know, and, and that story is one of those that's in the extreme. It, it shouldn't even be a topic of discussion. Yeah. It shouldn't, you know, because it's such a contradiction. You have one side that's always preaching para unity and community and everything. And these are the same fucking people like this asshole, you know, yeah. Yeah. Now, now here's the thing. I have seen women that are in it for nothing more than to get famous. Sure. I have seen men. I have seen all walks of life. Like we've talked about before. There's like two different types of paranormal investigators. There's people like you and me who have spent our lives doing it. We don't care what comes of it as far as uh, stature, you know, or, or financial gain. And then there's the other group that just wants to use it to be famous. Right. You know, and I can remember I was I was filming with A&E in, in Santa Monica, uh, California, back in 2011. And there was a. Uh, let's just say a, a trio of extremely attractive women walk in. Okay. Strutting their stuff, man. Like they were goddamn superheroes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I talked to them a little bit and I can't remember what they called themselves like ghost divas or something like that. You know, they had their own little clever name and they were trying to get their own show. Now, now them, I they think would, I know who you're talking about. Yes, they they would they'll flat out tell you, you know, they will flat out tell you that um they're just in it to get their show. You mm -hmm. know, uh, some hot chicks using sexuality to try to reel in the guys and do it. That's fine. They admitted to it. You know? I can but, actually respect that. I really yeah. can. At least you're being honest about what Yes. Yes. So, yeah, but this guy it, it it he's a troll by every definition and again using using zach as as your whole basis is just dude that's that's all i needed to see that is all i need and i and i in another thing too it's like I, I saw him boasting um dustin perry as well and and dustin's an all-around good guy oh, i, yeah, I know, really dustin is not going to tolerate this shit if he hasn't said anything already, you know, I, mm -hmm. I noticed him, um, our pal, uh, damn, what's his name? Uh, he kind of had his moment in the sun with TV. Uh, um, what is his damn name? Shane. Shane. I saw, Shane. I saw him on Twitter, you know, bringing the shit up, you know, so people aren't standing for this shit, man. No, it, they're really not. It's fucking stupid. It's a waste of time. This is about paranormal research. End of story. 
Why are you wasting people's time with this belligerent bullshit? Fuck yeah. this guy. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this para bro. Yeah. It, the the para bro. I and it's like it's so. It's it's like I told Alex. I'm like this this cat is a cartoon character. I imagine that this is like some guy who probably looks like comic book guy from the Simpsons. I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking the same thing. Well, not necessarily that, but I was thinking how come it's always the person who is hiding that is doing Cause I, I did some research. I couldn't find this guy's face. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything on him in relation to the paranormal at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's in some group. Maybe he's trying to draw attention. What What is his point here? The only point is just he's just some fucking asshole behind his computer with no life. That yeah, was my I, takeaway. I, yeah, I mean, I imagine he looks like he's some shitty little incel or involuntary celibate, um, which is like this weird subculture out there in, you know, internet land. And their whole idea is, um, you know, just harassing women because they don't understand why women don't like them. Gee, I wonder why. So he's probably sitting in front of his computer, eating the snickerdoodles that his mom made for him, and uh, just typing away and just finding some, you know, whomever he can do to uh, harass. But so here's the deal, guys. This is not going to be tolerated, you know, especially by the elder statesmen of the paranormal, such as Stephen and I, we are, um, it's not going to be tolerated. And if you don't like something, do not preach peri-unity and don't get online and start harassing people because seriously, I, I, I would like to know why Alex has not called the police on this yet. Cause I don't think she has, I mean, this is, this is clear harassment, but, um, so, um, shall we take a break? Yes, let's take a break. You know, I do want to say one more thing on that. Okay. It's like I'm not for paranoid para uh para unity. Um it just doesn't work. They've tried it and tried it and tried it. It's not gonna work because it yeah, it sounds great on the surface, but because not everybody's in it for the same reason. That's why it's not gonna work. You know, you, you don't you don't see scientists from around the world having a little Facebook group. They don't care. They care right. about the research, man. And, and that's why I just stay out of it. I just stay out. Of it. Don't bother me. I'm not joining your little group. I'm not. And we won't tolerate the shit. You know, uh, Rick had a, an instance. I missed the whole thing because I really don't pay attention to anything Rick does. But no, he I, doesn't. He, we we had somebody uh, kind of take things off the rails of our group page, and uh, oh, Rick, yeah. yeah, Rick contacted me about it, and I know the guy. He's very, um, I've known him for a long time, as a matter of fact. But he he likes to get a rise out of people. Mm-hmm. He does. I'm not defending him. He he doesn't necessarily. He's not really trying to harm it. He just likes to start arguments. It's like a mm-hmm. fun thing for him. And and Rick shut that shit down. You know, nope, not on our page, son. Take it somewhere else. You know, yeah. we're not dealing with that fuck. And, you know, and people can say all they want about us. They can say, oh, but you guys bash this, bash that. But we're coming with, we're, we're not just bashing something for the sake of bashing something. We are bashing something with the intent of, of trying to expose bullshit, right? That there's a difference. There's a big difference because Rick and I are solid in paranormal research, man. And when somebody's out there making us look like fucking idiots, like this asshole we're talking about, that hurts us too. It hurts you know? the entire. Field. Yeah. So fuck all that. We got to get on with this. Rick's got to pee. We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> And when we come back, there's going to be more nonsense, nonsensical shenanigans. There's going to be something. There's going to be something. And your, your psychic powers are amazing because, yes, I do have to go pee. Hey, see, see, I'm the real deal, son. I'm the real deal. <laughs> well, all right, guys, we will be right back. Shadow Initiative Talk and TV with Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster.
Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk is now available on iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and many more. To contact the hosts, visit www.shadowinitiativetv.com or email them at shadowinitiativetv at gmail.com. That's shadowinitiativetv at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Do you enjoy reading about the paranormal? Check out the highly rated literary works from us, the hosts of Shadow Initiative TV. Paranormal investigator Rick Hale offers you the geek's guide to the strange and unusual, poltergeists, ghosts, and demons. Bullets, Booze, and Babes, the haunted history of Chicago and Illinois. And behold, shocking true tales of terror and some other spooky stuff. But if you're thirsty for more, I bring you true case files of a paranormal investigator and dark spirits, a man terrorized by the supernatural. But if you want to go even further, dive deep into the dark reality of haunted dolls. Check out my paranormal bestsellers, Norman, the doll that needed to be locked away, and Norman 2, the true story of a possessed doll's revenge. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever fine books are sold. We now return to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your hosts Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster. Welcome back, my friends, to the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk and TV with your favorite ghost hunters and just all-around awesome old guys that the youth of America just look up to. Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster. That's right, folks. You're here with us. And Rick, he he wants to take us. We're we're talking tools of the trade today. Yeah, we are. Um, So here at the Shadow Initiative, we like to present news stories that, well, they just don't get the fair shake that other news stories get. They're not really in the mainstream. They're just sort of like out there on the fringe somewhere. That's why we call this segment News of the Weird. And today, Stephen, you know I love vampires. Like, Oh, yeah. Second favorite love in paranormal land are vampires. So it's like... I'm his first. No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) So... This, this actually does come from a mainstream news source. I know that some of our friends over in the United Kingdom would probably uh, not think that way, but this is from BBC News. And this came out just about a week ago. Mystery surrounds aristocrats vampire hunting kit. Like this thing is amazing. It, 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 is, it is so amazing. I am willing to call it balls. So It is amazing. It says a different sort of hammer has fallen on a century-old vampire fighting kit, complete with holy water bottle, wooden stake, and it was auctioned. So dig this, man. So this bizarre box of paranormal paraphernalia, I love that, that, that alliteration there, including candlesticks, crucifixes, and pistols was once owned by British peer Lord Haley. It sold for 13,000 pounds, which is about 15 large here in the United States, um, five times its guide price. It is unclear how seriously Lord Haley took the threat of vampires or if the kit was ever used. The 19th century lockable box features two brass crucifixes on the lid, which act as a secret sliding locks. Inside are more crucifixes, a matching pair of pistols, a brass powdered flask, you know, because everybody needs to have a little whiskey when they're out there. Holy water, a Gothic Bible, Gothic Bible, um, a wooden mallet, a stake, brass candlesticks, and rosary beads. Several items were stamped with Lord Haley's initials. Also included was Metropolitan Police paperwork, apparently registering an alien entity in 1915 during World War I. William Mal- Malcolm Haley, first Baron Haley, well, that just you know talks about where he is and you know who he's from, but uh, Charles Hansen of Hansen's Auctioneer said, vampires have been a part of popular culture for more than 200 years. 
Um, they are enshrined in European folklore. Um, however, a belief in vampires and strange superstitions go back even further and persist to this day. The task of killing a vampire was extremely serious and historical accounts suggested the need for particular methods and tools. So it goes in there, it, it goes into more detail, but I think we're going to leave it right there because there's a lot to unpack here <laughs> with this thing. So for 13,000 pounds or, you know, 15 large here in the United States, you too can own this piece of history and go out and hunt your very own vampires. So when it comes to Lord Haley, it says that, you know, they're, they're not really sure if he used this. So I'm just kind of wondering, was this something that he put together? Um, kind of like, you know, hey, guys, look what I got. I got this Gothic Bible, probably written by Peter Steele of typo negative. I don't know. <laughs> um, wooden mallets, but I don't know what to really think of this. I mean, somebody bought this at an auction. I, I mean, Stephen... Do you think that there is a real alien entity as the uh, um, article suggests? You think there's really vampires out there that, you know, we should fear the night? No. no. But, <laughs> you know, you, it did inspire me to wear my count shirt. You know, I I would love to oh, have beautiful nerd. <laughs> uh, uh, I would love to have the kit just to go with my haunted section over here, it oh, would fit, absolutely. you know, it would fit right in. Um, but, you know, as far as battling uh, vampiric entities, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm more of a crossbow guy, you know, oh, yeah. the, the whole, the whole stake in the mallet thing that that's old tech. That is old tech, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I gotta have the crossbow. I gotta have the crossbow, man, you know, yeah. but, and maybe, you know, maybe I will take my crossbow that I have used throughout the years in vampire hunting and maybe I'll throw it up on eBay. Maybe I'll get 15 large for my crossbow. But yeah. I, I tell you, if I had that kit, dude, I would be dissecting that kit looking for like any kind of remnants of blood. Mm -hmm. You know, I would go full on Jurassic Park. I would be taking the blood samples. And I would be trying to go ahead and recreate. Actually, I'd lick the steak. I would lick the steak of the vampire's blood to see if I converted into a vampire. You I would. would be willing to do that for science. I would be willing to do that for science. So, you know, it's it's it's, it's interesting that I found this a couple of days ago, but there, let's talk about vampire hunting. There's going to be this great new show uh, coming in August on Netflix. It's called Day Shifts. And it has Jamie Foxx. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And D to the O to the motherfucking double G, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, Dog, yeah. Snoop Dogg! So, yeah, there's, there's got a, this great new show or movie that's coming on um, Netflix. And Jamie Foxx plays this, uh, well, his cover is, is that he's kind of like a, a, a pool repair guy and a pool cleaner. You know, I guess you would say a pool boy is, they, is you know, the colloquially called. But actually, his real job is hunting down vampires in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's got the mallets. He's got the stakes. He's got the shotguns. He's got the silver tip bullets, man. And it's got Snoop Dogg. How can you not love this? So I'm really looking forward to that. But the Vampire Hunter kit is so awesome that I don't even know where to begin with that. But... <laughs> I would, if, if I had $15,000, um, you know, I, I don't know. I'll have to see if, you know, maybe the missus will allow me to buy it for 15 grand. But if I had $15,000, you absolutely know I would own that little piece of vampiric history. Hey, you know, there's such a market for this shit, man. And, you know, they blow this stuff out of proportion. Just mm -hmm. go to eBay and type in haunted doll. Holy crap. You will read the most insane stories attached to these advertisements, you know, these right. these uh, posts. And God knows, man, some of these 19, 20, 30,000 dollars, you know, just the other day, just the other day, I received an email. You know, Norman, Norman, the doll is my claim to fame with haunted objects. Sure. And 
he's got his own website, normanthedoll.com. Well, somebody apparently had found this website. I don't even ever really advertise it anywhere and uh, contacted me through it, asking me what amount of money I would take for Norman. Now, there, there's, you know, I, I'm, I guess I'm kind of these people, too. You know, I mean, but. I, I don't think I could just outright buy something off of an advertisement like that. I, I think I'd be like, okay, I'm going to need 30 days with this item. Let me see if it's legit. And then we'll talk about, you know, price. This, yeah. This going into my hands for further research, but yeah, it kind of caught me off guard. I, I, you know, back when Norman was kind of the talk um, when the books released, I had quite a few people, you know, trying to buy him. Sure. Um, so there's definitely a market for it. I, I don't know what you want to call it. If it's a market for people that are like with the vampire kit, uh, actually believing this stuff or they just want it because it's unique. You know, um, I think with Norman people, people want it for the experience and there really isn't an amount of money that I, I would ever sell that doll for, right. but that's besides the point. You know, I actually had somebody get all over my ass once because I asked them, how do you know that this is haunted? Mm -hmm. It probably isn't. There's somebody out there just, they probably buy up all these little cupie dolls and put them out there like this doll is haunted by 50 demons. And, and you know, somebody is going to buy it. Oh, every time. Yeah. I had somebody get all over my ass about that. And it's like, all I'm doing is asking a logical question. <laughs> So, you know, but uh, I guess the long and short of it is, is that person did eventually unfriend me and um, I never saw them again. So, Oh, are you Fuck. okay? No. Yeah, I am. Really. Are you sure? Fuck. You want to talk about it? No, I'm good, man. So, yeah. but, I, but there is something that I do want to talk about. So we're moving from one mythological creature to another. The Padawan. No, the creature of the week, man. Uh, the Popo Bawa. That's what now, I meant. That's what I meant. This is this is one that I had never even heard of before until about maybe ten or twelve years ago, on um, Destination Truth. Like I've never even heard of this one before. But this is amazing. So, the Popo Bawa is this big bat-like creature. It's got one single eye in the middle of its head, and it flies around the country of uh, Zanzibar and Tanzania on the island of Pemba. Um, like, this is a plug ugly, man. But the thing is, it's like, it's not really like a cryptid in the sense of what we do. So this is what makes it a little bit different. Um, it's actually believed to be a Shatani. And for people who don't know what a Shatani is, a Shatani is a demon in Islamic folklore. Actually, it's even in pre-Islamic folklore. So Let's start off with this. It says, as legendary creatures go, Popo Bawa is of fairly recent origin. Sightings of this bizarre creature go back about 50 years. Um, it was first reported in 1965 on the island of Pemba, appearing shortly after the island's political revolution. And it goes on to say, better known sightings followed in 1970, and the creature resurfaced periodically in the 1980s reaching a peak in 1995. So here's the popular origin story of the Popo Bawa. Um, so a popular origin story of the Popo Bawa says that in the 1970s, an angry sheik, uh, a leader of, 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 of an Islamic state, uh, released a jinn. Everybody, you know, you don't know what a jinn is. A jinn is a pre-Islamic, um, kind of like not really an angel, but greater, but lesser than an angel, but but greater than a human. Kind of like um, a genie. Yeah, a genie. Exactly. That's, you know, if you want to use their, you know, Western parlance for that. Um, a jinn to take vengeance on his neighbors. The sheikh lost control of the jinn and it took on demonic ways. And it has been argued that because of Zanzibar's past as an Arab run slave market, the story of Popo Bawa is an articulated social memory of the horrors of slavery. Now, Here's one of the things that they didn't cover 
in uh, Destination Truth, the episode Destination Truth. It's believed that the Popol Bible was created by these revolutionaries um, and using two means to disseminate this. One, people in this area of the world are still very superstitious and believe in things like demons and strange creatures. They also have a massive fear of homosexuality. Hmm. So according to some of the reports of the Popo Baba, what he does is he comes in the night, sneaks in through a window, and has been known to rape men who are opposed to these revolutionaries. Ah, uh, yes, I've heard this. I've heard this. You've there, heard there, this. Yes, there's there's another creature that does something similar. I can't think of it, but I have heard I have heard this. Yes. So yeah, so um apparently he is well hung and uh, he is well feared by these people. And in fact, whenever somebody is attacked by the Popo Bawa, the government actually encourages them to report it. And why would they encourage them to report it, but only to disseminate these stories? But people claim to have actually seen this thing like this. And we, I sent you a picture. You could throw that up so people can see that. And people actually claim to have seen this creature and um, out of this big red bat winged one eyed giant purple people eater, I guess, (laughs) is raping men who are against these revolutionaries and these governments. So if you're ever in Zanzibar or Pemba or the island of Pemba, look out, you know, for the Popo Baba because he's out there somewhere. You know, it's funny. Well, it's not funny. Mm-hmm. But fearing homosexuality, I could never wrap my head around that. What do you mean? Fearing it. Oh, the, you know, the only you reason don't... I bring it up is because that's how it's presented. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you use homophobia to disseminate the stories of the Popo Baba. And, and like I said, the, the Padawana Mama or whatever it's called is is created to to go after people who are afraid of homosexuality and look look a a gay guy or gay woman is the last person i'd ever fear (laughs) it's like there there's nothing horrific about it you know but but this stuff gets used it's like it it makes me think of hr geiger you know Mm -hmm. the 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 guy who created the xenomorph Right. Well, he based the face hugger on the on on something that would create uh, fear in people who are against homosexuality. Mm-hmm. True story. He he created the face hugger. You know how it comes at you, shoves its dick down your throat, and that he flat out created it for people who feared homosexuality that it would make it scarier and and it's it's weird how how all of these myths and urban legends are rooted in some kind of fear to feed off of your fear yeah and and this this thing has even into the 2000s there's been sightings of this thing if i remember correctly Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like in in many African nations, they there is a, if you are discovered to be a gay man or a woman, you are arrested and thrown in prison and punished, and uh, that's that kind of thing. <laughs> that shit's got to stop, and we definitely can't have that here, and can't, definitely can't have that over there as well. So yeah, it's it's. I don't like that kind of thing. So um, with that being said, uh, I think we're going to wrap this episode with uh, Ghostwatch. Yes. Let's go to something that I fear listening to you talk. I know. So today on Ghostwatch, we're going to be taking a drive down what I call the Prairie State's dark road of terror, Bloods Point Road and Cemetery in Boone County, Illinois. Now, Stephen, I've been here. I was there last weekend and, uh, you know, put up pictures on our group page. And I know you can, you you can put them up here for our viewers and listeners as well. And uh, it's easily the most peaceful, beautiful place I've ever been. 
Like okay, now, a- now before before you get into your boring story, did you was was there any kind of like aura or feeling to be in there? Did you do any exploration? I did. I did walk around the cemetery for a while, and the only thing that was eerie was the call. Like this is set off. This place is set off in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. The, there's there's a couple of farms here and there that are around, but I'm talking like vast cornfields are surrounding this place. Oh, that's and how it starts. It, yeah. And it's it's the most calm place I've ever been in my life. So I'm Rick Hale and welcome to Ghostwatch. On the surface, the state of Illinois may seem innocent. With our endless fields of corn and bright lights of the Windy City, it's fairly easy to be pulled into a sense of safety. However, when you dig deeper, there are places in this state engulfed in darkness. Places where nightmares, too terrifying to behold, spring to life. Places that could turn you mad. A few people I know who know of these places and dare to tread. In Boone County, there is a five-mile stretch of road where darkness dwells and the macabre comes to life. It is here on the ominously named Bloods Point Road where even the very trees that line the road seem to have a life of their own. And watch whomever is brave enough to travel once the sun dips below the horizon. If the road isn't enough to sate your thirst for horror, the road ends at Bloods Point Cemetery, where the terror becomes all too real. The road and cemetery is believed to be the namesake of the Blood family, a large family that dominated the area in the 1800s. Some believe it is they that keep this dark folklore alive. But what are these terrors, and why do they relentlessly haunt this peaceful stretch of road? According to local legend, sometime in the 1950s or 1960s, a school bus full of children that attended a school Halloween party was being driven home on a school bus. As they approached the bridge, the driver dressed like a clown lost control of the bus. The bus drove off the bridge and exploded in flames on the railroad tracks below. Everyone on board perished. Many consider the school bus crash to be nothing more than a legend. However, this doesn't explain the bizarre phenomena that occurs near the crash site. The burned and disfigured brush driver is seen on the bridge in his clown outfit. He is said to stand on the bridge, staring people down as they pass. The sinister bus driving clown isn't the only ghost experienced on the bridge. The apparitions of giggling children are seen and heard. It's said that if you put your car in neutral at the bridge, spectral children will push your car to safety. Stories of witchcraft and black magic are few and far between in the America Midwest. By the time this part of the country was settled, witchcraft was considered to be nothing more than superstition. Nevertheless, the grotesque vision of a woman believed to be a witch is often seen on the road near Bloods Point Cemetery. Her name is Beulah, a word that means beautiful. But Beulah the witch is anything but. In the pioneer days, Arthur Blood refused to give his permission to his children to visit the elderly woman that lived on the edge of town. It was widely believed the elderly woman was in league with Lucifer and practiced black magic. When Beulah heard that the children weren't allowed to visit, she unleashed a hellish winter on the town and a great fire that destroyed the crops. When she was found, Beulah was beaten and hanged for the crime of witchcraft. One part of the legend stated, Arthur Blood found his children in her presence, and they were hanged as well. Uh, Beulah was then buried in an unmarked grave in Bloods Point Cemetery and forgotten. Beulah's ghost cannot rest, and she seeks revenge on all who murder her. On the road near the cemetery, Beulah appears in front of cars, cackling widely like a mad person. If you should look upon her horrific form and look in her eyes, you might experience at least very bad luck, and at the worst, death. 
Bloods Point Road is considered to be one of the most dangerous road to traverse in Illinois. There have been several fatal accidents on the road and could easily explain the presence of phantom vehicles that drive up and down the road. People traveling down Bloods Point Road have reported trucks and cars suddenly appearing and disappearing right before they crash. People have further reported hearing sounds of a crash and people screaming. Perhaps the land the road cuts through has recorded these tragic events only to replay them until the end of time. So now we move to Bloods Point Cemetery. The appearance of great black dogs with eyes that burn with the fires of hell have been a part of Western folklore for generations. Folklorists believe the origins of these nightmarish canines can be found in Greek mythology. Cerberus, a three-headed dog, guarded the gates of the underworld, and it appears hellhounds guard the gates of Blood Point Cemetery. Visitors to the old cemetery have claimed to encounter giant black dogs with red glowing eyes. The black dogs are guarding their long dead charges and do not take kindly to trespassers. If they find you in the cemetery after dark, they will attack and bite. When the dogs vanish, the victim may feel the pain of the attack, but there is no evidence of bites or scratches. Bloods Point Road and Cemetery could very well be merely stories to frighten those driving late at night down this treacherous road. But the locals know there is more to these stories than just dark legends. I'm Rick Hale, and this was Ghostwatch. <laughs> so here's my take on Bloods Point Road. I think that there is a lot of urban legend, probably about 99.9% of what goes on at Bloods Point Road is, uh, is urban legend. Uh, like I said, I've been there. I may go back this weekend because um, we're going to be up camping in that area once again. But um, yeah, urban legend, yes. Ghosts, maybe. Hellish hellhounds, probably not. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was, I was sitting here, it was uh, killing me. I had to look it up. I was like, as you were telling the story of the, the school bus, mm-hmm. like, dude, where, where have I heard this before? And it hit me. Do you remember the movie Trick or Treat? Never saw it. Fantastic movie. Fantastic okay. horror movie. It's like an anthology where there's like three or four different stories being told. And one of them is their take on that school bus mm-hmm. crashing and, and the children haunting and all that as like, this is straight out of that fucking movie. They, that's where they got the idea for the movie. Well, the school bus crash and the school bus crash site being haunted by children that is about as american as phantom hitchhikers yeah speaking of folklore and urban legend i mean practically every state and many many towns across the united states claim to have this but excuse me people in boone county who live near this place and it's very very um there's not a lot of people around So what I think is going on here, I think that you have a lot of urban legend that is being dreamed up by people living in an area where, frankly, there just is not a lot to do. Yeah, they're bored. Yeah, exactly. So with that being said, great show, man. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I I mean, I I felt the highlights were obviously when I was talking. But, you know, overall, I'd I'd give it a... A six out of ten. Six out of ten. I don't know. That's being conservative, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't, we, you know, me, we, we, don't have the backing of Zach, man, you know, and no, that's that's makes it difficult for us. Yep. So, moral of the story today: don't be an asshole to others online. Well, I don't know if I can get with that. Because <laughs> you like being an asshole to others online. But I'm, I mean, it's a friendly asshole. You oh. know, you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm a dick to you all the time, but I don't really mean anything by it. Well, sometimes I do, but I don't, you know what I'm saying? It's like we're friends still. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and you do, yeah, I, like, like I've said before, we've actually had people ask us if we do like each other, but it's like, yeah, we're good friends. We just have very thick skin and we can go back and forth with each other on these, this kind of stuff. That ain't all that's thick, buddy. <laughs> that's what she said i got i got my own little 
popo doo doo whatever that thing is yeah well you know what they say man if you got to brag about it you ain't got it hey i will stand up right now i'm not wearing any no, pants. No, 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 oh my god i'm just gonna stop you right there I'll we take can take one. this show to the next level y'all want to see something paranormal <laughs> well now with that being said so hey you know everybody thank you so much for for watching for listening uh we hope you enjoy it we'll be back soon with another episode um and you know soon we'll start having guests again yeah it's good to talk to other people once in a while yeah other than listening to you right go on and on about your toy collection hey chicks dig it so all right guys you they do not thank you for hanging out with rick and steven once again we will be back soon see ya